With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast, the final 2022-2023 New York Giants regular season episode. It's going to be the Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles coming your way around 4.30 start kickoff time on Sunday. The NFL slated the New York Giants game to later in the day, starting at the same time as the Cowboys and Commanders, so no one knows who's winning, who's losing uh, reminds us of very similar times that we had during the ends of the group stages in the World Cup, if you watch that, or um, the Premier League in soccer in general on the final day. Normally, all the teams play at the same time, I believe. Um, you know, some something sort of along those lines that we've seen in soccer uh, many times. And they also do in the NFL here on the final week, so no one you know, they have most of the, if not all of the divisions playing at the same time. So no one knows who's winning and who's losing in the division. Anyway, uh, I'm here. My name is Josh and I'm here to preview this matchup with my friend and my co-host, Alex. First of all, Alex, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, it's good being here uh, with the Giants having a place in the playoffs, not having to go into week 17 or week 18 nowadays with the new schedule, um, you know, without having to worry about whether or not they are going to be, you know, in or not in. Uh, obviously, it's never really been a worry in recent years because the Giants have never been in even close to position for the playoffs. Um, sure. But now, you know, now here, the Giants go into this game. Uh, a lot of debates about whether resting starters is a good idea, limited snaps, everyone plays like normal. Uh, a whole bunch of debate all over Giants Twitter and Giants <laughs> social media among Giants fans. Um, and, you know, I think everyone has their own opinion. I wouldn't say any of them are necessarily right or wrong. Um, but I think it's going to really doesn't matter what we think. It really matters what Brian Dable and the coaching staff thinks, uh, what their opinion is. Um, so, you know, as much as we can all share our thoughts on Twitter, that is going to eventually be the uh, final, th- you know, final decision here for Sunday. Yeah, and obviously this is why we're here. I mean, we're here for a preview. So again, um, even though it isn't our decision, we will talk about it. And if we think the Giants will rest their starters, if we want them to rest their starters, and if so, what starters we would have them rest. Uh, but since we are a New York Giants podcast, which is the team in the NFL, um, I felt that it was um, clear and obvious to start the podcast the way that I'm about to right now uh, and covering our first topic, um, which is the incident that happened this past week, um, you know, leading up to right now on Thursday night when we're recording this, we had very positive news. Um, if you are an NFL fan, if you're a football fan, if you're a New York Giants fan, um, honestly, if you're just a person going along in your life and you're not even a sports fan or a football fan, 
um, and you just, you know, happen to check the news uh, frequently um, or even not even so frequently, but a few times, maybe a week, whatever it is, you probably have heard the news of Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin. And um, I don't need to really go through the entire story again, just um, going through the the clear and obvious statement about um, how he got uh, basically on a tackle um, tackling wide receiver of the Cincinnati Bengals, T. Higgins, when the teams were playing on uh, what I believe was Monday Night Football uh, between the Bills and the Bengals um, in the first quarter. Uh, so Hamlin goes down um, and um, obviously uh, was surrounded by a wall of players um, as he received CPR um, basically a, a couple minutes after he laid on the ground on his back um, and was revived then taken to, uh, what is it, University of Cincinnati Medical Center, I believe, uh, which he still remains right now. And was, um, you know, he had the the breathing tube uh, and he actually, we were told by his uncle, came on NFL Network about 24 hours after placed in the hospital that he did not just get CPR on the field um, and was revived on the field, but he once again had to get CPR uh, once in the hospital. Um, so a really, really sad sight um, for the NFL in general, for football fans and football players alike. And I've been really seeing it, Alex, all in the headlines throughout everywhere that this is kind of the moment where, you, you know, you, you wake up and you think about, yeah, you know, we had our fantasy football championships this weekend. We have these players that, um, you know, they get injured and they're out week to week. You have, you know, Xavier McKinney you know, getting in that ATV incident, you're like, he's so stupid. Why would he do something like that? Um, but then there's also the guys like, okay, this guy got an ankle injury. Hopefully he'll be back next week. Um, where I forget who said it and I wish I really had the quote, but it's kind of like, sometimes you don't even think about it and you treat this like they're not even humans. Like they are, um, video game players, you know, that they're players in a video game. They're not real. Um, and yeah, okay, they got injured, but don't worry because they're going to go back to their billion million dollar mansion and they have tons of money. Um, but they are, and that's clearly shown by this, what happened to uh, Hamlin is that they are clearly putting their lives on the line. Um, he literally put his life on the line, just like NFL players go out and do every single game. Um, and although it might be fun and we all might enjoy as fans of physical contact between uh, players on the football field, and that's why we watch it because it's it's fun, it's hard hitting, it's exciting. Um, there is, uh, I guess, kind of drawbacks and negatives that come from that, and that is concussions, like what we saw um, with very scary sights throughout the season with Tua Tungavailoa, not just one, not just twice, but a few times now where he's gotten injured, and that being now kind of a main statement that the NFL is trying to fix. Uh, but you also had this very, very sad sight um, with safety Demar, uh, yeah, safety Demar Hamlin uh, on the Bills. But we did get positive news this morning um, that Hamlin was, I think, conscious and last night, and he was squeezing the hands of loved ones that were near him and closest to him, uh, and he is heading in the right direction. His lungs are recovering well. Um, so we really had a huge burst of positive news this morning, and it really did make my day. Um, so very exciting stuff there. But obviously, I'm going to stop talking now because I've talked for a little bit. I'll send it to Alex in the way that I'll just leave it with. Obviously, um, with Brian Dable coming over from the Bills and him recruiting a lot of his players, not only to the 
practice squad, but also to the active roster, uh, including Nick McLeod, I think, and, and Jason Pinnock, uh, I believe, Matt Breida, you know, those guys, uh, a, a few other ones too. There's been a few, there's a few teammates of, uh, or a few former team teammates, I should say, of Hamlin who, um, you know, on the Giants who've been talking about him, especially Coach Dable, who wore a Giants hat uh, with his number uh, to the right of that Giants logo, uh, I think a couple days ago or yesterday now. Anyway, Alex, uh, go ahead, whatever you have to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I was watching the game live on Monday night. It was, um, you know, I wasn't really paying attention at first, but then, you know, you're kind of out of the corner of my eye. I could see kind of, you know, the ambulance coming onto the field. I mean, it was terrifying. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a really tough situation to watch. It's obviously even tougher for, you know, his family members who were actually there watching the game. Uh, luckily they were actually able to get there and, you know, be with him in the hospital, but you know, it, it's really scary to see stuff like that happen, uh, you know, where he just kind of collapsed on the field and, you know, thank God for the, you know, medical people who were able to get on scene, you know, very, very quickly and, you know, engage with the player, obviously, and, uh, you know, revive him actually. So, you know, it was all, it was terrifying, but, uh, you know, I think everyone came together, you know, people donated to, uh, to, uh, Hamlin's charity, um, you know, when kind of during those uncertain times, I think they raised like $5 million, uh, to his charity fund. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was extremely scary. Thank God he's doing better. And, uh, it just shows you that, you know, every day is, a a day to be uh, thankful for because you never know what's going to happen. This guy's what, 24 years old. You'd never imagine that he would have a heart attack. So uh, yeah, it really gives you, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say it's crazy, man. Um, It really does give me a direct comparison to Christian Erickson. Again, I mean, I know we've been doing all these cross sports references so far, but um, I I feel like I I haven't really heard anyone besides myself mention this. This is basically the exact same situation. Um, you had in the Euros, which is basically at the European World Cup. It's all of the top teams in Europe face off of each other in like a tournament style bracket. Um, and Denmark player, uh, Chris, excuse me, Christian Eriksen, literally, you saw on live TV collapse to the turf, just falls in the in the middle of the match, just falls, and you're like, that's not right. What's going on? Um, really, the same exact issue. He collapsed, uh, and the medical staff rushed onto the field and how to give him CPR. And they had to, you know, soccer, you know, fields are a little bit different where they had to, I believe, physically stretch him off, like put him in a stretcher and walk him off the field, which is a whole different story because it's not like they could just pull the the ambulance right onto the field. So that was a whole different thing, but uh, really same exact scenario. And again, Christian Erickson, another like young, young, healthy person. Um, Yeah, Alex, what's up? Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, hopefully Erickson actually, you know, just under a year later was able to return uh, and, you know, has been playing ever since and hopefully. Which is unbelievable happen. in its own Crazy, way, yeah. but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the same thing happens here for Hamlin. Obviously, I'm sure they have different conditions or whatever happened to them. We yeah. don't know. We're not doctors, but, you know, hopefully, you know, he makes a swift and speedy recovery. He can, you know, not only feel more like himself and then hopefully get back to the sport that he loves. Yeah, uh, but it's it, it was great to hear the update today and um, one step in the positive direction, uh, and it was a big step. We also just had word uh, from Ian Rappaport on Twitter that that game has effectively been canceled. 
there will be no, you know, kind of pick up from where we left off type thing where it was 7-3, the score at that point in the first quarter. Uh, that game will not be played between the bang, uh, Bengals and Bills, which um, is obviously noted in our picks. We just kind of, we just skipped over the game. So it's uh, when we get to our NFL picks there, you know, obviously that doesn't affect the, either of our records. And um, yeah, I, they, I, I think it was a good move by the NFL to not, to not play that game, let those teams, um, you know, kind of just not finish that game. And we'll even have to see about this weekend because honestly, I, I, I don't know if it's really fair to have either of those teams play because with Hanlon still in the hospital, we presume on Sunday, how are the bills supposed to focus on the field? Like, how are they? I mean, obviously they're going to, if they do play, they'll orient it for him. Like we're obviously dedicating this game for DeMar, but it's just like, I, I wouldn't be able to focus if one of my teammates was, you know, sitting in the hospital due to a game related injury and a very, very critical serious one at that. Um, and I, I don't even know, is it possible for them to cancel? I know Roger Goodell's head is too big. His ego is too high that it would be too much for him to cancel an entire week of an NFL season. But honestly, I, I think the week, a week off for all NFL teams just to kind of, you know, give it a week, give it a little bit of a break is, is not the worst thing to ask. I mean, there is that pro bowl quote unquote week in between the last, uh, the championship games and then the super bowl. Why can't we just cut that week? The pro bowl is now a flag football game or whatever the hell it is at this point. Like, why do we need that extra week of rest? Cut this week, play next Sunday. And then you, you know, then you cut that week down and then you don't have the, you just go straight from the championship week later, super bowl. It's not the end of the world. And, We'll still have the Pro Bowl players get inducted or like, you know, we'll still be in the Pro Bowl. There'll still be Pro Bowl players. It's just they won't play in a flag football game. I don't really understand that. But anyway, I'm not the commissioner of the NFL. So that's just an idea I have. But anyway, I um, I think before our head's been too far out, we should go back to the Giants now. So let's let's go there. Um, Isaiah Hodgins. Let's talk about him. He, uh, I just thought this was pretty cool. Uh, Art Stapleton tweeted this on Monday that Hodgins was waived by the Bills on November 1st. He was actually had the intentions of just going back to the practice squad. And just before he went back to the practice squad, got a phone call from the New York Giants. Ever since that phone call, Isaiah Hodgins has played in eight games for the team, has had 33 catches, 351 yards, and four touchdowns. I think it was pretty good that he took that call uh, by the New York Giants. Um, super cool story this season for Isaiah Hodgins being able to fit in that number one, number two wide receiver spot at this point. Um, so good for him, Alex. Yeah. Um, you know, moving backwards, I guess, kind of looking back at this past weekend against the Colts, Jeff Saturday came out and made some comments. I wouldn't say necessarily controversial, maybe controversial depending on who you asked to. So first of all, Nick Foles is still very sore. Uh, from that hit from Kayvon Thibodeau, and he won't play in the final week of the season, which probably makes sense. Uh, Sam Ellinger will start in his place, but that wasn't really the big news. The big news was he basically, well, he did actually uh, quote, he was quoted saying Kayvon Thibodeau is tasteless and trash for his snow angel celebration, and uh, he's upset that his offensive linemen didn't take matter into their uh, matters into their own hands, uh, after seeing that celebration, I mean, I feel like it's a little bit silly that this guy's still talking about it a week, you know, he, like move on. Now you have another week of the season. You should be focusing on the Texans, uh, you know, you know, handle your business professionally. 
you know, I guess what is the saying when they go low, you know, you go high type of thing. Like you shouldn't be in a Michelle Obama quote right there. I don't know why I quoted her there, but you know, whatever. Um, I feel like it was kind of silly. You know, this is a grown man. Uh, you know, he's a coach in the NFL. He's not a player. He's not a rookie. I felt like it was a little bit distasteful to kind of stoop down to that level. Um, personally, obviously I'm a little bit biased cause I'm a Giants fan and a big Thibodeau fan. Um, but also, you know, Saturday didn't have anything to say about the late hit on Daniel Jones, uh, when he was sliding and he had his head slammed into the turf and then, uh, cave Thibodeau had a very, very interesting response, uh, where he said that he doesn't really know who this Jeff Saturday guy even is. Who, I just want to say, who's the gatekeeper of when to do something? So once we figure out who the gatekeeper is, then we can write the rules and then we can establish, you know, the narratives and things like that. But until, you know, you guys actually are in the sport and do it and be in that moment, you can't create a narrative on it, you know? Well, we're not creating a narrative on it. The guy, the other team's coach had a problem with it. He's the guy who played the game. There other team's players I don't, I don't had know a know who problem he is. with it. No, I just don't know who, like, anybody who comments on it, unless I know who they are, doesn't really affect me. That's it. So, Josh, do you have any reactions to that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't even know who he is. Look at Kayvon Thibodeau, man. The rookie, big talking, a coach in the NFL. He's like, I don't know this freaking ESPN analyst guy who just got hired this year for God knows what. God knows who picked this guy up. Um, I mean, I just thought that was pretty funny. Um, I have to assume he knows who Jeff Saturday is. Just poking fun a little bit. Uh, we, we all know that Jeff Saturday probably should not be in the head coaching spot that he is currently in, but it is what it is. He got awarded the job and, uh, now he's taking, uh, shots from an NFL rookie. So Alex, you could talk about, um, Jeff Saturday stooping down to the level of, you know, talking crap about the NFL rookie, but then even getting roasted by the rookie himself. Yeah, that's really low. You're really low at a head coach to, uh, as a head coach to get that, um, happening. Uh, against you kind of sucks there uh, and also the other thing I, I just wanted to point out people were like how do you not know who Jeff Saturday is like to be honest Kayvon Thibodeau is what 22 years old Jeff Saturday didn't he retire in 2013 or something like how is he exactly supposed to know who Jeff Saturday is like I don't I didn't really know who Jeff Saturday was besides being an ESPN analyst yeah. um, you know until and I'm not you know I'm a couple year few years younger than Kayvon Thibodeau so um it's I, I wouldn't say necessarily it's like a definite thing like he, oh he definitely knows that he's just bsing like maybe not he might just actually not and, know who he is and why should he care i mean he's he's making money he's he's doing what he needs to do he's staying focused on his game like jeff saturday's completely out of his head like why does him as the giants uh uh defensive player why does he need to know who the colt head coach is that, that is <clears throat> that doesn't relate to him whatsoever so but it is what it is. Let's talk about the Giants playoff scenarios, Alex, and who they can end up playing um, in this year's NFL playoffs. We talked about it. It's basically the 49ers or the Vikings, the 49ers or the Vikings. So here's what has to go down. This might sound very confusing to viewers. Alex and I have a chart in front of us, so it's a little easier for us to see and explain it. So I'll start out by saying, all right, we look at the Vikings versus the Bears. If the Vikings beat the Bears, then... What happens between the 49ers and the Cardinals? If the Vikings beat the Bears and the 49ers beat the Cardinals, the Giants will play the Minnesota Vikings in the first round of the playoffs. If the Vikings beat the Bears, 
but the 49ers do not beat the Cardinals. It's going to be the Giants versus San Francisco. And by the way, they're at Minnesota or they're at San Francisco regardless. The Giants don't have a you know high enough record to play, play have a home playoff game. Then the final result, if the Vikings just don't beat the Bears at all, Giants, Minnesota. That's your playoff scenarios. Do I need to go through it one more time, Alex? Is it necessary for me to do it one more time just, just to make sure? I would just or? go through it one more time, just a, a little bit quicker. All right. In-depth analysis here. <laughs> the Vikings beat the Bears. The 49ers beat the Cardinals. Okay. Giants versus Minnesota. The Vikings beat the Bears. The 49ers do not beat the Cardinals. Giants versus San Francisco. One more time. If the Vikings beat the Bears, nope. If the Vikings don't beat the Bears, shoot, I just confused more people. If the Vikings don't beat the Bears, Giants versus Minnesota. Sorry, I messed up a little bit at the end there. But <clears throat> I think uh, we don't need to repeat it again because everyone will click off at that point if they haven't already. In the first three times. I'm getting it. more confused every single time you say it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next piece of news here. All right. Um, so the Giants uh, have signed David Sills to the practice squad after he cleared waivers after he got cut. Uh, they released defensive tackle Jack Heflin from the practice squad. This was on Tuesday. Uh, so a little bit of roster juggling there for the Giants. Um, so Josh put this little question for him and I to answer here. This has been the whole big topic of this week on Giants Twitter, Giants social media, wherever you are. Would you sit Giants players on Sunday against the Eagles? Just for those who might not know, the Giants are locked in to the sixth seed. Uh, so no matter what the result, they will be um, going away to whoever the third seed is, either Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, um, who do play in Minneapolis. Fair, you know, fair enough to my mistake there. Um, or to San Francisco. Um, but the Eagles, if we beat them and San Francisco wins, could potentially get knocked out of the one seed if the Giants win. So a little bit of, a, uh, I guess, motivation there for the Giants to play. Spoiler. So I'm going to say my opinion first um, on what I would personally do. Uh, so we did learn that Leonard Williams has been struggling, uh, you know, with that neck injury that he's just been dealing with kind of now for a while. So personally, I would rest him, but he's the only player I would 100% rest. He's the only player I'd say, you know, he could be inactive. I think the rest of the guys, you play more limited snaps. Xavier McKinney, Saquon Barkley, Dexter Lawrence, Dory Jackson. I'm having those guys play. But I'm not having them play, you know, 100% of the snaps like Dexter Lawrence, Dory Jackson, and Xavier McKinney usually do. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to lower Saquon Barkley's workload. Saquon Barkley gets, what, 70 80% of the snaps? Saquon Barkley this week, give him 45 50% of the snaps. Maybe even 40% of the snaps. Get Matt Breida, get Gary Brightwell more involved. With Xavier McKinney, have more, you know, Jason Pinnock. Um, you know, with Dory Jackson, more Nick McLeod more Fabian Moreau, more Cordell Flott, Dexter Lawrence, you know, more Justin Ellis, that kind of thing. Have those guys play a much smaller role, but still have them involved. Um, and I think that's more what I would do. I wouldn't just sit people out. Um, so I'd, I'd be more conservative, but I wouldn't, you know, just start, you know, Tyrod Taylor and start, you know, Matt Breida and start, you know, I don't know, Tyree Phillips at left tackle. Um, you know, I, I would, I would personally 
have Leonard Williams rest more because of that reoccurring injury. We just want him to get back to 100%. And with Xavier McKinney, you know, Saquon Barkley, Dexter Lawrence, Adore Jackson, especially with Adore Jackson and Xavier McKinney, I think those more snaps would be helpful just to kind of get them more in rhythm uh, as we get into the playoffs. Those guys both missed a ton of weeks this season. So I think that would be my overall game plan if I were Brian Dable. I think the Giants should rest their starters. Um, not all of them, but I, I do think they should sit their starters on Sunday. And I am completely taking the nervousness, I don't want to jinx anything approach to this. I'm going to go through all the players that I would sit if I was head coach of the New York Giants, Brian Dable. Alex didn't even bring up this guy, but Daniel Jones. We have Tyrod Taylor. He's a quality backup. If we really want to spoil this chance with the Eagles, Let's have trust in our bench. Let's have trust in our backup quarterback to see if Tyrod Taylor can get the job done. Put him in a little bit of a pressure spot. See if he's still got it. He's getting up there in age when it comes to football terms. I think probably somewhere in his 30s. Let's see if Tyrod still got it off the bench. Let's bench Daniel Jones. Let's bench Saquon. There's no reason to have either of those two guys in. Those two guys run our offense. It's self-explanatory. Our starting quarterback, our starting running back, they help run our offense. We do not need them getting injured of any kind, any any kind of injury on Sunday. Rest both of those guys. Rest our top tackle, Andrew Thomas, Dexter Lawrence on defense. Adore Jackson is still limited in practice this week. He still hasn't come back from that injury yet. Even if he's healthy and he wants to play, I would not play him. No reason to risk it. Just see him back, <coughs> see him back in that wild card game for the New York Giants. Xavier McKinney. He played last week for most of the snaps. He didn't want to get on a snap. He didn't want to be on a snap count. Don't play Xavier McKinney. Rest him. And uh, before I lose my voice, because for some reason it's going in and out right now, I really need to <coughs> take a sip of water. Um, I would also rest Leonard Williams because of the reason that you said, Alex, with the neck injury. One thing I would say about Daniel Jones, I think it's important for your quarterback to stay in rhythm. Um, and I think having Daniel Jones out there, at least for part of the game, making sure he's get you know, gets his completion, sees the ball, you know, get into the hands of the receivers. I think there's some value to that. What I would say is Daniel Jones shouldn't be doing any of those crazy runs where he's trying to truck people for a third down. Every single time a defender is anywhere near you, you are sliding or running out of bounds. Um, you know, even if it's third, third down and nine and you're third and eight and you're like, if I truck this guy, I can get, no, just step out of bounds, punt the ball. Um, I think that would be more of a thing that uh, Brian Dable would just have to emphasize with Daniel Jones, just not take any risks there. But otherwise, I think it's just really important for your quarterback to stay in rhythm. And we see sometimes when quarterbacks are rested uh, in the final week of the season, the when they do come back for the playoffs, they start off really rusty. And I think that is kind of a concern uh, you know, for Daniel Jones, who I think, to be honest, is a very rhythm- oriented quarterback, kind of a guy who really needs to, you know, when he's hot, he's hot. But when he's cold, he's really cold. Uh, and I think that's that's going to be a key thing for Brian Dable to determine uh, on the decision whether or not to bench Daniel Jones. But anyway, uh, some decisions will not be left up to Brian Dable uh, in regards to the team uh, and who's starting and who's not. Some of that will come down to the injury report. So on Wednesday, John Feliciano with a back injury was out. Uh, Dexter Lawrence had his vet rest day. Aziz Ojolari with an ankle was out. And Leonard Williams was out with the neck. 
and Adoree Jackson was limited with a knee injury. On Thursday or today, January 5th, uh, the did-not-practice players were Zizo Jolari and Leonard Williams with John Feliciano and Adoree Jackson being limited. Uh, and that is your Giants injury report much shorter than usual. Going to our NFL picks last week, uh, I went nine and five. Josh went seven and seven, pretty decent. Uh, and we are now going into the final week of the regular season. Uh, so a good chance for us to uh, hopefully have a good final regular season week. Uh, and we'll it's not over yet, goes. though. We we do still do them through the playoffs. Yes, so don't we do think still do it for yet. the playoffs. Yes, I was I said final regular season week. I was very careful about that. Um, we have a couple of Saturday games this week. Uh, 4.30 on Saturday, Chiefs Raiders will be playing. We both have the Chiefs Titans Jaguars winner wins the AFC South. Um, and that will be Saturday night. That should be a good game. Uh, I have the Titans. Josh has the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars are certainly the hotter team, but I do think, uh, that the Titans have, you know, the better coach there in Mike Vrabel. And I think he just knows how to get a game like this, uh, get a victory. Steelers and Browns. The Steelers just can't be under 500. It's impossible. So I think the Steelers will win this game. But Josh has Deshaun Watson and the Browns. Bengals, Ravens, all sorts of weird scenarios here with this game uh, in regard to the last week's game being, uh, I guess, suspended or canceled. But we both have the Bengals. Vikings, Bears, we both have the Vikings. Bills, Patriots, we both have the Bills. Jets, Dolphins, I have the Jets. Josh has the Dolphins. Buccaneers, Falcons, uh, we both have the Bucks. Saints, Panthers, we both have the Saints. Texans, Colts, I'm going with a surprise Texans victory over Giants arch nemesis Jeff Saturday. Would that be Mike Tomlin's first season under 500 if the the Steelers lose? If they lose, yeah. But they won't that's, lose. That's why I'm saying they're never going to lose. It's impossible. That's absolutely insane. I mean, what year is this as his... A career when it comes to NFL coaching. It's got to be in the yeah. teens at this point, yeah? One of the most underrated coaches in the NFL doesn't get the respect he deserves because that team is never... The, the If you look on paper, that team is never as talented as uh, you'd think they are considering their uh, record. I'm trying to look it up. I don't think I'll get it like in time here. But Alex, while I'm doing the picks, if you could figure out what this this year is for Mike Co- uh, Mike Tomlin when it comes to his head coaching career, because I, I have to think he's at least in the teens by this point, or maybe I'm overdoing it. We'll see. Let's go to the four o'clock games. Cardinals versus 49ers. We both have the 49ers winning that game. NFC East time, Cowboys versus Commanders. We both have the Cowboys winning there. Um, Giants Eagles, you'll have to hear that in a, in a minute. In a minute, we'll get to those picks um, and who we have in our score predictions. Rams versus Seahawks. Uh, we both have the Seahawks winning there to close out their season. Maybe not. Probably. Chargers versus Broncos. We both have the Chargers winning there. Lions versus Packers. Alex at the Packers, who were red hot, firing on offense, and Aaron Rodgers uh, leading the charge there against the Vikings last week, putting up over 40 points. The Lions, though, I want to see that Lions team who's gotten so many wins now at this point of the season. They're eight and eight, so many wins in a row. Just a great team to follow. Um, and I really like Dan Campbell as a head coach. I'm sure as everyone in the NFL fandom world does. So I hope he gets his uh, he gets his playoffs there. But anyway, Alex, do you Mike have Tomlin, my- fifteen years. 
straight, said all 15 years as a NFL head coach, he has been over or at 500. Very impressive. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's go to our um, our players to watch, and then we'll end it with our game predictions as we normally do. Um, I, I I had to. I feel like I've never done it this entire season, so I waited till the last NFL regular season game, um, where the game doesn't really matter for the New York Giants, as Alex already mentioned. They already cut, you know, they already clinched the um, the playoffs. I can't believe you've done this. I, I waited to the this. final season to do a meme prediction. My meme predict, not prediction, but my meme player to watch is, yep, that man, Kenny Galladay. I don't know if anyone saw, I uh, have been seeing the the Kenny Galladay tweets throughout um, Giants Twitter and NFL Twitter right now. Um, everyone's talking about how much money he can get if he gets X amount of yards, X amount of touchdowns in this game, uh, because this is an incentives week for NFL players. So definitely if you're into betting, look at some players who need to do things that are actually achievable in games. And I would bet them to do that. Like I know there, there's like, there's like a a wide receiver. I forget the name. They need to get whatever it is. 75 over 75 receiving yards to get a $200,000, you know, check. And I would bet it. I mean, like he's going to really want that check, right? I mean, I'm sure these players know. Kenny Galladay. He also only needs 75, 75, catches <laughs> i was gonna say seventy five thousand yards no um yeah kenny galladay has some insane numbers to get him some money so i think five like, catches 1200 yep. yards oh yeah or 11 touchdowns so oh, all possible. doable doable um i'm so gonna go anyway. with the 11 touchdowns I, I have a td incoming for kenny galladay okay. so let's see not 11 even- though just one just one, but I okay. want to see if he even takes a field on Sunday because if if it's uh, this is a statement already that he really doesn't play in this Giants team like at all. He never gets any snaps. If in this game Brian Dable benches his starters and somehow still finds a way to put in other wide receivers on the field and still manage to not put Kenny Galladay in this game, that just really caps off like this season as a whole. Just and his Kenny Galladay's career with the Giants. I think we already know the offseason moves that Joe Shane and company are going to do with Kenny Galladay, whether it's cut, trade, somehow they'll find a way out in New York, I think, over the offseason. I think it's 100% true. But I really do want to see how far will Dable take it. Like, will he seriously not play Galladay on purpose? So we'll see about that. But I have Kenny Galladay, my player to watch with the Giants. For the Eagles, I have CJ Gardner-Johnson because if he plays, he's tied for first in the NFL with six interceptions. And if I... My prediction or my call to bench Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor starts is correct, and that's what Brian Dable does. He's in at quarterback on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Tyrod Taylor, watch out because <laughs> uh, Gardner Johnson, if he's playing, might get a pick or two uh, on Tyrod if Tyrod's a little rusty, hasn't started an NFL game in a while. So uh, that's my player to watch for the Eagles. Sid, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, Eagles, Kenny Holiday, Giants. All right, for the Giants, I'm going to go with Matt Breida. I think whether or not Saquon's benched, uh, or he starts, I think he will be, you know, with limited snaps if he does play. So I think Matt Breida is going to have a much bigger role. We saw he was much more involved last week. I think he was pretty solid for the Giants, and I think the Giants are going to have to run the ball against this very stout uh, Eagles secondary and, you know, defensive line. They're stout everywhere on defense, really. Um, but I think Matt Breida is going to be a big part of the game plan, uh, go, you know, going into this game, no matter what the Saquon status is. And then for the Eagles, I think Dallas Goddard's going to be important for them. Um, you know, Devontae Smith, uh, A.J. Brown, they've been heavily involved lately. Giants have always struggled, you know, 
historically against tight ends. Dallas Goddard has always feasted against the Giants. Um, we will see, though, because he will probably be matched up against Landon Collins, who got a pick six last week, uh, and maybe that'll be a really fun matchup to watch. So he's my Eagles player to watch. Um, going into my game prediction, I'm going to go... Uh, obviously, it's really tough to do the pre- prediction because you don't know if the starters are going to be starting or no starters or limited or whatever it may be. So I'm going to go with a 21 to 20 Eagles win. I think it's going to be tight um, because I think these guys are going to have a lot to prove here um, for the Giants, especially some of these guys who haven't been playing as much, uh, but who could get the opportunity this weekend. And I think the Eagles uh, obviously have been struggling in recent weeks with Gardner Minshew. Wait. You know, we have to wait and see who starts at QB. Probably will be Jalen Hurts. Um, but I think it's going to be a tight game. I think the Giants will not allow another blowout uh, like the first game. I have a little bit more lopsided of a victory for the Eagles. 24-13, Eagles win. Um, and with that being said, that gives our score predictions for this game. Obviously, I hope the Giants win. Why not spoil the Eagles like they spoiled uh, us a few years ago with the Nate Sudfeld, Doug Peterson deal and putting him in. Uh, but But anyway... That's not the point. We, we're we a playoff-bound team now. This is a different story here in New York. We're rewriting the story. Brian Dable and company are rewriting the story. I don't know if you saw. Did you see Michael Strahan was in the building today talking about Daniel Jones? I did. I talking did, with yes. Brian Dable. That's the guy I want to see in the Giants facility. It's a great guy, Super Bowl champion, to help give this team some confidence going into this final week of the regular season. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, all right, so... A few places you can help support us. A few things you could do, I should say, to help support us. Follow the podcast, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you want to find a bunch of places to listen, go to shipitstudios.com slash the giant take. Social media platforms. Let's go Twitter and TikTok first, the giant take pod there. Instagram and Facebook, the giant take podcast. I'm on Twitter at Josh 29 Alex, he's on Twitter at Anorian23. Um, and the final thing, just rate and review, um, on Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you want to do it, five stars, we'd really appreciate it. And, uh, one final thing before I send it to Alex, uh, before we go, uh, again, I don't think I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about it, but, uh, definitely, definitely my heart goes out, um, to again, Damar Hamlin and his family. Um, so prayers up for him. I really hope he continues to recover and continues to get better uh, like we saw today. I want to keep seeing positive updates on his status because, um, you know, it really it really was a gruesome, scary, terrible, as Alex said when he was watching the game, terrible, terrible, frightening uh, scene. Um, so, again, prayers for Damar Hamlin. Alex, go ahead. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast. And we'll see you after the Eagles game, hopefully after a win. But no matter what, looking towards the wild card matchup in the NFL playoffs. See you then. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, 
a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.